Welcome to Iman Amongst Men. This is the show where we take an honest look at what it's like to be a man in today's world. We don't shy away from topics most people are too afraid to talk about. We're going to take it all the way there. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe, wherever you listen to all your podcasts. Let's start the show. Hey, welcome to Iman Amongst Men, powered by Shea Moisture Men. Shout out to Shea Moisture Men. I'm Iman Shumper here with my big brother, Ari. Ari, gonna say what's up to the people. What's going on, y'all? I'm Ari, and today we got another very special guest in the studio, 11-year NBA vet, mm-hmm. big three legend, mm-hmm. you know, still playing, you got know. his own podcast, The Dad's Point of View. You hear it. Uh, man, Katino, welcome. A.K.A. Cat. Welcome AKA to the show. Cat. Yes. Get down no, with Cat him, Daddy. Yes. The left hand oh, baddie. That's it. There you go, right. Man. The left hand Fat band. Joe named me that. Cat Daddy. Cat Daddy. Yeah, Cat Daddy. Damn, you got a Fat Joe name. Yeah, Joe Fat. <laughs> man, listen, man. Fat Joe names is crazy. Who, how, what other nicknames do you have from like, because like Fat Joe say. don't just give people nicknames. Yeah. Like Everybody don't just get nicknames from legendary people. Do you have any more of those like park legend names? Yeah, so, so when Joe, when we were playing with Joe, in New York, uh, back in the day at the Rutgers, um, they called me Get Buckets. Get Buckets. Yeah, they called me Get Buckets. But usually my name was just Cat. Yeah. Just playing a boxing and then playing football and then playing. I picked up a basketball at 13. Yeah, so, rub it in, though. That's cool. Rub it in. Yeah, rub it right. in, my nigga. That's crazy. Like, like, no, like, I'm just good I've been hooping. Yeah, yeah, I was hooping since I was four, yeah. but yeah, that's go ahead. <laughs> Damn, you'd have been crazy, bro. Right. Yeah, yeah. I just think that late bloomer and um, being surrounded around so- Kobe, right? Uh, Rasheed Wallace, Alvin Williams, Aaron McKee, Eddie Jones was it? Rick Brunson, Pooh Richardson. There was so many pros that was around mm-hmm. me. None of these niggas Eddie. was hanging out in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> None of these niggas was wow, in North Philly. Yeah, yeah North Philly. Me and Evan North Turner, Philly, man. man. It was oh, uh, oh, we had me and Evan. Segregated out there. <laughs> exactly. They were just stuck. You know, y'all had, y'all had, wait, wait, y'all didn't have a. Oh, no, they D Rose was pros. on the South Side. Yeah. Right. So Corey McGetty and all of them was already in the pros. Corey McGetty was pro already. Yeah, I'm, I'm Q, 90. Q Rich. I was born in 90. Yeah, I see, ain't I come out that. until 08. Oh, like, that was it. No, that was the thing. Me, like back me, then, they were all yeah. like, it was like in a oh, cluster. They, everywhere, yeah, like they every were class. all in clusters. Every class. And it's like there's 10 to 15 from East City and they all good. And it's like now, maybe four or five that's really, really good. But other than that, Everybody's, you know, separate. Everybody's coming out at different times. That's that Malcolm Gladwell um, book, Outliers Theory. Like being surrounded around certain individuals, you become it. Yeah, that's that quote. It's like the five people around you shouldn't, should like basically aspire you to go get more. Like if you hang out with people that don't have anything that you have after a while, they're going to pull you in a negative manner, whether they realize they're doing it or not. They just. Right. You know what I'm saying? You feel alone. And then if you get around five other successful people, they are constantly making stuff happen to keep you motivated right. and keep doing You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's think like, about it when you play. That's who become your friends. Think, think about that, right? Like yeah. when you playing, after a while, you capped where you were at. And then you go and play other cats, you're like, whoa. Yeah. These I got to get on I my gotta, shit. I got to try this move. Real and I got to do this. And I got to play better D. And I got to. Speaking on Philly. <laughs> I remember when this happened. Tyreek Evans walked in the building. Oh, yeah. 
He yeah. was six five, like see, he was like Black Adam mm -hmm. when he was young. Mm -hmm. It was see, the craziest thing. I was doing everybody bogus. I'm coming in. Kimba had to deal with mm -hmm. me. Kimba finally had to struggle because he like, damn, his big ass getting around the ball screen. Yes. Like, he long. He he still contesting. Yes. yes. So I see Tyreek. This the first time some I'm I'm with his every move. He's still pulling it up, shooting that thing from, from behind deep, his head, yeah, behind yelling, his head. talking that Philly shit. He got, yeah. 15 niggas with beards on the sideline. That's exactly him, yep. Whoa, they yeah. whoa, <laughs> whoa. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on with dude? Yeah. And he was big. Boy, yeah. after that, yeah, but we was both sick, because I was, what, 6'4 coming out of high school. Mm -hmm. I grew a couple of inches, but it was like, that was my first time seeing another big PG. Mm -hmm. And he was like, nah, I don't want the ball screen. Yeah. They said you could guard. Yeah. Like, I want it with you. Yeah. It was one on one. I love I, that. Me and my and then afterward, my pop, even my pop was like, mm -hmm. no, you gonna you, when we get to LeBron camp, yeah, you're gonna have to see him again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you need to correct that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah you need that. to correct that. Dude got in you. You need to correct that. I love that. It. I love it. <laughs> hey man, speaking on all these young successful ballers, the theme of today's episode is defining success. If we started here, um, when you hear the word success, what do you think? Um, I think success is uh, repetition. Um, I think uh, for me, um, there's there's a Jim Herrick used to tell me, you know, um, good luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Mm -hmm. So you have to prepare, mm -hmm. right? And uh, for me, at a very young age, I I just got it. Some people just don't get it, you know, and they get it later or whatever it is. But I got it at a very young age because of my stepfather and my father. They pushed me and they believed in me and and they made me believe in me because people can believe in you and you don't believe in you. Mm -hmm. And then the struggle or the journey is longer. But when you truthfully like a, and I can only name a few guys that come to mind when it's like this, where it's like a Kobe Bryant high school to pro Kevin Garnett, high school to Man, pro LeBron James, high school to pro. Now do you have the Michael Jordan, but Michael was already in college. One, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But like those three think about your mind and the doubt that it is to become what you become. Mm -hmm. Those three to me, being successful took a lot of talking to themselves in the nicest way at a very young age and they didn't even know it. So I think that's, when, when you're, to, success to me is not just a repetition and a discipline, but yet how do I talk to myself every day? Not my parents, I, that's, mm -hmm. but how do I talk to me? And if you How can do talk I hold to yourself, myself in check. Exactly. Yo, I'm going through that like it's crazy. I'm going through that right now, like with myself, <laughs> when I get really upset and mm -hmm. I'm like looking for outlets. Like we talk a lot about like therapy and shit mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But all the time, that's not what I want. So it's like when I get really upset, I'm really talking like in it's subconscious too. It's like I'm talking to myself. Like I find myself always like calm Check down. Like real talk. Or like, yo, you're doing way too much. Or <laughs> you way too upset tweaking, over right. something that's not that, you know, that that big a deal. And I find myself doing it a lot around my kids and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it's like at a certain point it scared me. Mm -hmm. But then it was just like, yo, this is a way to dial back. Like it's so it speaking to what you were just talking about, where it's like, yo, it's okay it's to okay. feel like that, like yeah. to feel like super pressured by a four-year-old or yeah. something, where yeah. it's just like, yo, you shouldn't be this fucking upset, but I'm yeah. living. drop off over my crib, <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 that's the thing. It don't, be, it don't be like that, but it just be like, it just be like, damn, like just eat and no, go to bed. Just do what I asked you to do type shit. I know, I, know. Like, I, know. Like, I know. You know, you do have to 
you know, calm yourself down from revving all the way up. Yeah, but again, too, it's just how we were raised and how we communicated throughout our younger years because I always tell people this all day. We're we're kids, we're, we're children, actually, in grown-up bodies playing adults, right? So we, that's just who we are as individuals. So it's, I don't know how mom and dad raised you compared to how they raised you because usually the oldest takes a lot of the heat and the, the, my mom was 19 when she had me. Mm. But then when she had my brother in the 30s, she was more patient. Now mm. with my daughter and my sons, she even more patient. So it's like you, the, the impatience and the, whether it's bills or whether it's this or whether it's that is, or how did I communicate? What's my love language, my acts of service? Mm. All that at a younger age has nothing to do when you're in your 30s and your 40s, mm. right? So we have to like take a step back at the moment and say to ourselves, I think the question is, for anybody and everybody, it's like, why do I feel like it? Like, not that my four or five-year-old or six-year-old keep making messes exactly. or not doing this, but why do I, why do you feel like this? Why is it making me this upset? Yeah, it should not, but why? Like, let's unpack that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was a bar, it was a bar because you- <laughs> He it, don't let it bother him. He yeah. just be looking at his it kids. Wasn't like, that. I was up. always the third kid. Like, I know a lot of, I know it's some middle kids out there. I know y'all the middle children. Zoom bro. in here. See, I was third, right? So he going to take heat. But I always got like this disappointing vibe, mm-hmm. like from my pop. Like he never, my pop was like, <laughs> he'll whoop, he'll whoop us for something that Kasani did, or you know what I'm saying. Some yeah, we Ari had a household did. where everybody like, did, did something. You know, everybody got asked, yeah, 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 yeah. No we matter might, who did what, we that might, was me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's me. We might catch a chest shot over Ari shit, but it was like sometimes he would come to me on some like just like. Just like shake his yeah. head disappointed mm-hmm. at me. It was like, mm-hmm. I remember at one point him getting mad, like he ain't even get on you type shit. And I'm like, shit, that shit seemed worse. I would have rather us all took right. the belt shot, bro. Right. Like, why you shoot me that look? And that's my method now. But that's what's crazy. It's like, I didn't think about it how you saying it. He probably already did that demo yeah. with dude. Tired. And he like, I ain't <laughs> even going to do that with this one. Like, I just did it with dude. I'm going to have to fight him soon because yeah. he getting older. He getting stronger. He yeah. playing football. Yeah. He like, I'm going to have to deal with him soon. He like, I ain't doing this with y'all no more. So, so how, he, how is he with your your He was way more. No, was, the oh, yeah. Oh, they, man, please. I'm so jealous. Man. Yeah. It's crazy, right? So jealous. I'm like, y'all that? getting hugs and kisses on yeah, the phone. Yeah, where this dude at? Who is this dude? <laughs> right, that's what I be saying. Like, who this are is these crazy. people? Man, leave him alone. I got him. Man, so, come, man. On, come over there, Pop-Pop. Yeah. My bro, come on, bro. Just stop what you did. Yeah, all that. All that. I was getting extension cords. Right? Talking. That's no, why I'm like, crazy. these people beat us senseless. Man, listen. And we can't even yell Shoes at y'all. coming from across the room, it's, yelling, cussing you out. Cussing you out like you from the streets. Like, it's crazy. Why are you talking to me like that? Crazy. It is. Uh, yeah, ours, like me. See, yeah, that's rough. Because he ain't cursed, but it was just like, I could tell he wanted to. Mm. Oh, yeah. So that used to, it was, that used to get used to be bad skin. edits, though, Dad. I ain't going to lie, Pop. You had bad edits, dog. He was like, he'd be like, y'all so... Damn, sit down on the, the <laughs> damn seat. Like, bro, that didn't even no, go that's, together. That's like, straight. That's he, wanted, straight. he wanted to be like, sit y'all little dumbass down. Like, he wanted to let it out. He, he wanted to like, let it out. He could do that. Four boys turned around like, fuck seat. this, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, get I get it. it. But it was just like, yo, edits was just like, bro. But my mom was the only one. My stepmother didn't curse. My dad, my stepfather, my mom was the only one to just lose her shit. Let it go. She would lose her shit. That's Tiana Taylor, boy. She would lose her shit. And I'd be looking at her like, yo, what is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Why are you acting like that? When I was younger. no clue. Listen, when I was younger. Now I'm like, enough, enough. Go on. Real talk. 
Go in another room. Real enough, talk. enough. We not doing this. And you know what it is. At all. I know that. I love that. I love that grown man piece yeah. that come. I said, hit me at thirty, Joe. I just yeah. be like, hey, bro, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you. relax. I'm just not doing. You want it. that temper tantrum going there? I don't negotiate with terrorists. You and being a terrorist. <laughs> I want that. Terrorist squad. Yeah. Terrorist squad. His family's a terrorist. Oh, oh, you know, my daughter, his daughter. Oh, they, so, they, they, yo, they met and it was inseparable. Crying, the, wanted to stay, the whole, it was crazy. Oh, they God. needed to sleep yeah. over there. Call me. You're a sucker now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, call me the whole day. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, I'm not there, baby. I don't Bro, know what to do. No, they hit me. They like, <laughs> they like, yeah, they said they said it's your friend. I'm like, all right, who? They're like, no, they, they they said he plays with you. I'm like, okay, who? Like, yeah, right. okay, Lots give of, me no info. Yeah. So man. many people. Yo, they yeah. went, they go through the Instagram, then they click. They like, here, right here. I'm like, oh, that's Katina. I'm like, he was there? Oh. Yeah, that's bad when they make their own plans. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm scared Because you're of not that. even, first of all, we ain't got names no more. No, you're that oh, person's yeah. dad. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sam's dad. I'm either Junie's dad or Rue's dad. Yeah. Yeah, we ain't got no more names. That's cool. Yeah, that's what. That's cool. It's cool, dog. I get sick. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I got sick of people coming up to me saying my whole government. Like, (laughs) Junie's dad is honestly cool. Like, I don't even like hearing my last name unless I I score. Sam's dad, baby. How you doing? (laughs) How you doing, baby? That That means I ain't got to know your name either. It's above me. I'm gonna give you a nickname too, baby. Yeah, everybody, baby. It's past that. It's past ghost. So funny. We touched on it a bit earlier about, you know, painting a picture on what the basketball scene was like coming up in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, like, stories that really stick out in your, like, development, oh, you know, man. coming up? So, Aaron McKee and Eddie Jones used to kill me. Aaron okay? McKee. And Eddie Jones. They used to kill me in the post when I was younger. Eddie Jones? No, Eddie Jones. Yeah. We need to put some respect on Eddie no, Jones. I'm just saying, oh, man, I, I hadn't heard Aaron McKee's name in a while. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, all yeah. that was. No, Aaron McKee. He was so cold. cold but Eddie was so Jones cold. was oh, a oh, uh, animal. I expect Eddie Jones Listen, to get Listen, I feared Eddie Jones. Court. Yes. Full court? Yeah. That's the first six we Fast feared. Break. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, growing up, and again, when I picked up the ball at 13, like I, I was so raw. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Right? I was getting my, my ass torched. From everybody. There go the 13 shit again. Yeah, my bad. Go I threw ahead. that in there. Yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah. But he did. He covered it. Because he was yeah. like, man, like, I was getting torched. Me, I was getting torched. Yeah. He heard me, bro. That he was getting torched at 13. <laughs> you just, just see him out there? Just like, he just caught up. Like, smiling like, I'm finna like Took me about five years. It's took me five years. Took me five years. Bro. Yeah. But go ahead. So, yeah. So, you know, when they start letting me, like, kind of practice and work out with them. Yeah. Kobe come on the scene. We at St. Joe's. So then Kobe would practice in like this little small, uh, like there was, there was a part where we practiced that and then Kobe would practice like in this little, it was like another little gym. What? In high school? By himself. By himself. Well, like nobody okay. even rebounded for him. By himself. <laughs> to the point where <laughs> he, would so lock the, he would lock the door to lock get into door? that gym and then tape the window. So you can't see. So you can't see what can't he was working, what on. working on. Yeah, so when I start seeing Aaron and Eddie and then Kobe doing that, and then Alvin Williams, he kept me with him all the time. Me, him, Jason Lawson, Rasheed Wallace, working out. Because Alvin went to um, Germantown Academy, which is a, like a you know prep kind of mm-hmm. school, whatever. And they gave Alvin the keys to the school. Aww. So we would be in the gym all day long. So my hunger and like the success, I, I wanted to like, I want to do what they're doing. Because when we were younger, bro, you in the 90s. You know, I'm 75, Kobe 79, Alvin, you know, all the... 
bro, we just wanted to go Division One. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we didn't, we didn't think about no pro. Real talk. We want. I wanted to be on TV, Division One. That's what I want to do. I want Dick Vitale to say my name. I, that's what I wanted. I you know what I'm saying? I was, I was, I never really cared if I went to college. I just wanted to be on TV. I remember saying that <laughs> yeah. I wanted to play in the pros. I want to play on TV. Yeah. I never, I never got into March Madness like oh, everybody Oh, man, else. I love, I, uh, I wish Duke, I would have. Grand Hill and all Once that. Once I got it was, there, he just, it was said, no, he just said it. It was, he was right at the peak of the 90s where. And they was, yeah. That's where it was, was all right there. Yeah, it was different. It and was there was so a lot different. more players. Yeah, there yeah, was a lot more man, players. Everybody was striving to, to just like get a scholarship. Mm. Like that's what we were striving to do. And Rosh and I and Al and I, we talk about that now. It's like Rosh was the only one that you think was going to go pro. Like everybody else, you can forget about it. Word. Rosh was the only one that had that it was realistic. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, Do you gotcha. know what I mean? Like, like he was number one. That's that guy. Jason Lawson, Alvin Williams, me, like no one, like pro. I Man, feel like the like, internet would have changed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they have. for like, sure. That's yeah. The that's, hype of the internet. You gotta see, you gotta see them put it in. It's crazy. It's a it's a give and a take with that. Cause I always think about shit like that. Like back in the day when we would go to the pro ams, mm-hmm. like we would see a lot of players do a lot of crazy shit mm-hmm. and just be like reporting the shit to people. And I used to always feel like, man, they used to think like this nigga's lying. Like yeah. I'm like, no, Antoine Walker dropped 70 points. I seen right. it. Like I seen right. it. Right. And Will Bynum, he jumped over somebody. Like Will. I seen shout it. Shout out to Will. Awesome. I love him right. so much. I just, just spoke to him the other day. We grew up, man. We shout love out to him, Will man. Bynum, man. We oh, grew that up man, on him. Will man. Bynum windmilled on somebody's head at the pro am yeah. Joe. He been the guard ever since, bro. I, no, I love, I love Will, Will, man. We just spoke the other day. He's we spent a lot of time doing a big, big three together. Me and Will, even though we were on opposite teams. Um, and I don't like fraternizing as much, but Will, me and Will, like, I respect him so much, man. And he stayed close to his hood. He He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. He's a good brother, man. Like, Will's my guy. Yeah, that's he, a solid dude. He yeah. always looked after me, uh, just being on the west side all mm-hmm. the time, hooping. Like, him, Sharon, um, P-Bev. Like P-Bev. all them, all them, they mm-hmm. always gave me game on this shit. Right, like right, right. you know what I'm saying, yeah. how to stay solid in this shit. All that. The P-Bev the, always been like that. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel about the league changing? Like uh, my whole, so my in my mind when I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm supposed to go to the league with my gifts. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to use them till I'm not athletic no more, mm-hmm. and then I'm supposed to <laughs> finally get to. I get my my sit down with Melo, and he showed me how to play with my back to the basket. Mm-hmm. And then I play another eight years with my back to the basket. Then I teach a young nigga, and then I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like I th- I thought that's how the league went. Right. Coming to the league and watching it change, and then become shoot threes, and then space out, and all this other shit happening. Like that shit shell shocked me. I ain't know what that was. I'm like, bro. My favorite thing is the mid-range. Mm-hmm. How are you going to take away my favorite thing? Right. I'm like, bro, I, I get it if this is the shot we want, but can it just be okay that I'm shooting? <laughs> like, this right. is my thing. Right. Like, I don't like the three. Yeah. Like, I don't want to shoot that. Like, when you saw that shit change, did you feel like that was for the better of the game? I don't. I, you know, listen, I was a scorer, so I shoot threes, mm-hmm. pull up, post exactly. up. Exactly, however you want it. And I, I think, um, and no disrespect to the, these MIT you know, geeky dudes or whatever. <laughs> the stack guys. She's the stack guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
that's all good and dandy, but you got to think about it. Like San Antonio Spurs won a championship putting it in the post first. And it was a top in the league in three-point field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was playing with Charles Barkley and Akeem Olajuwon, uh, they were in the post, and we were shooting threes. We weren't shooting 30-something threes, but we were shooting mm-hmm. a nice yeah. 14. 14 back when I played was a lot. Yeah, that's You know what I'm crazy. saying? Like, that's a lot. Like, I, I, when I played, I think I averaged about four threes a game mm-hmm. when I played. And that was a lot. So, because from 2000 to 2006, there was a stat where... Ray Allen was number one, and five was like Paul Pierce, and then I was six when it comes mm-hmm. to most attempts and then field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. So I'm shooting at a 40 clip, 40%. Uh, percent. Ray was at the 40, but he had more attempts. So I, I, I was taught to like, whatever they give you, you take. And then white boys showed me how to shoot. So I was cool on that. But then like the pull-up game was, I learned from Mark Macon, who played at Temple and Aaron McKee and mm-hmm. you know uh, I, I just I just love cats who got to their spot you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying and then I, of course the post up game was Aaron McKee and Eddie Jones and a lot of my guys but uh, in Philadelphia but I, I think that w- when it did change I wasn't there so it would have made me upset because now you're taking away something that's instinctual. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it frustrated me. Yeah, it's like instinctual. They'd be, they be like, you got to shoot that three. I'd be like, bro, what you mean? He just flew by. Yeah. I took one dribble, I hit that. They're like, yeah, but now that's what they wanted. I'm like, that's what the fuck I wanted. <laughs> yeah, I don't give exactly. a fuck what they want, exactly. bro. Like, I wanted yeah. that two-pointer. I ain't shot this motherfucker all quarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me shoot this, get my elbow up under it. I get a yeah. dribble. Like, yeah. I'm like, bro, what's to you? That's basketball. But they mm-hmm. start hitting me with the analytics and all this. Then I done caught this motherfucker. I done shot it. I done missed it. Mm-hmm. We done got an offensive rebound and a tip dunk, yeah. and they happy. Yeah. They like, yeah, you shot it. I'm like, so nah, crazy I'm confused. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm because, it's, because now it's not instinctual. Right? Everybody can't be Steph Curry or Klay Thompson like, or Damian Lillard when it comes problem. to that. Right? Like, Everybody let them do that. It. And you got like, you go ahead and do that. Clay, you know what I'm saying, is one of the best shooters ever. Steph, Dame, like, and that's cool. That's good. But at the end of the day, like, if 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 mine wanted like. You know, pump fake and shoot a two. What's between that that seventeen pull up? That's a layup for him and making a layup. Like that's I what don't, I'm saying. And I it's like you stay, and if you start making a nigga feel like he missed that pull up, yeah. Now you should have went to the layup or you should have shot too a three. Much it's just yeah, now it you is, just man. not even aggressive. Like yeah, it was times much. I'll do something in the game and I just. I'll turn it over and I'll be like, what am I doing, bro? Right. Like, I would never do that. You're not really that. playing. Yeah, I would never do that. Nigga. Yeah, I would I'll never do that. that. Like, I would never do why that. Why would I? But you know, the funny thing is, you look at the last two teams that were standing, Golden State mm-hmm. and Boston. Mm-hmm. Both of them, three-point shooters and mid-range guys. And they go to the basket. I and think, they got bench. Yeah, but they, they, also got had, bench. they also both had core groups. Right. Those are core groups. Mm-hmm. I think all the teams on the outskirts mm-hmm. that are putting teams together, mm-hmm. it's all analytics and it's all we need to win now. Right, but what I'm saying is a lot of them use that mid-range, meaning Golden State and mm-hmm. Boston, they both use the mid-range I just don't game. like that they don't use the inside-out game. I, I hate that. Well, I, that's how I grew up. Hey, looking back after being drafted by the Rockets, uh, what were your summer, some of your favorite moments playing with the Rockets? Um, I, you know, for me, uh, Steve Francis, one of my best friends, uh, especially during that time, 
Jesus. I think another one. Yeah, he another one. Like he's like Stevie Franchise. Imagine Steve now. But anyway, uh, I mean, unbelievable. Steve was crazy because Steve liked to like. He liked oh, to embarrass people. He was a legend. I was just yeah. gonna say he was a legend. He used to be on the Come back of, and bring I think it. The end of the uh, and one mixtapes. Yeah. Like yeah. they used to have little snippets of him, bro. Those were all crazy. He would he come is? to the bench. He would come to the bench. A crucial game and be like this. Call each other ace. Yo ace. See how? See how I bopped him. I'm like, man, if you don't concentrate, I don't know what you're doing right <laughs> now. Con- yo, I'm giving give hands. I'm giving hands up. Give hands up. Watch this left hand floater. Watch, watch. I'm like, yo, you need to stop, man, yo, and focus, go man, and go do the, the same thing he just said. Ooh. I'm telling you, man, yeah, I'm going to yank him about two times hard. Watch, I'm going to get him real hard, boy. Oh, he'll yank you yeah. and be like so far past you, and then come back And then back go upstairs, again. and then he go upstairs. Come back yeah. again, do Crush you again, you. and then take off on your bed. Speaking of <sighs> jumping over people, he done jumped over a few people. Oh, my goodness. Like, but, I mean, I think for me, uh, growing up in Houston, basically, as a young man, Every day was amazing. First of all, Houston was lit. Everybody was amazing there from Jay Prince, uh, Suave House, and Tony Drape. I mean, Bun B. I mean, Scarface. Mm, Paul Wall. Bro, Paul Wall, Mike Jones. Like, all of my brothers. Like, I, I come from college, mm. and then I'm down south with these cats, and I'm an East Coast kid. When I say show me so much love. You said it's love, I ain't gonna lie. Them boys, everybody showed me so, Slim Thug, all of them showed yeah. me so much love, man. It, it Every day was an amazing day. Yeah. Every day was an amazing day right. for me. I ain't gonna lie. Houston it was an amazing right. day for me. And then and Rudy Tomjanovic, he was that coach who was like, you know, I want you to be, just go. Just go out there and play the game. Mm. And I think that, well, everybody else didn't have that. Because guys was coming from other teams like, yo, man, I, Y'all coach let y'all rock out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, he do. He don't say nothing. He just let us play. Mm-hmm. And that was good for us, but we needed vets like Vince Carter had like Charles Oakley and Mark Jackson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Alvin Williams was, you know, he was sound. And, you know, uh, Anthony Davis. And, you know, like we needed role veteran guys to settle us down because Steve and I was crazy. We was athletic as hell, fast as hell. And you know we was one one of the best backcourts mm-hmm. in the league, but mm-hmm. we didn't have no, we didn't have that on the court discipline like we should. You needed you needed like a, a a vet that was still getting baskets, but right. he was like, hey, yeah. you got a mission, right? Like if y'all had a if y'all had KG, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just somebody that you because you because that's people don't understand. You can have a vet that's just like a clean cut good guy, mm-hmm. and don't though we're gonna respect him. The young niggas will hit you with the ah yeah. Do they all? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going for that. That's why you got blend in with him a little bit. Real talk, mm-hmm. but dude, we also know the nigga that's gonna be like, hey, bro, y'all not going out tonight. I need y'all tomorrow. Like right. for real, for real, I need y'all tomorrow. That's I'm gonna have security did. downstairs. I find out any of y'all go out, it's gonna be issues. Like mm-hmm. you'll have motherfuckers like like KT did that. KT will go out every night, get drunk, have a good time. Let me be finna play. Like, we had to play D-Rose the next night. Young fella, I'm telling you, I want you on point for this game. Like, right. you ain't doing nothing tonight. Ain't, right. nothing for, ain't nothing for you in the streets tonight. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, fuck that. You got a show tomorrow. This what we doing. You Mark, know what Jackson, Mark Jackson came to uh, Steve and I <laughs> our last year in Houston together. Uh, Mark Jackson and Charles Oakley, shout out to both of them. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were the coolest vets, right? They just taught us. Jim Jackson was a cool-ass mm-hmm. vet. You know what I'm saying? That's my brother. You know what I'm saying? They were just professional. Mm. And I think we needed that because we play. Listen, 
You bro. Y'all wasn't icing nothing, huh? No, we's going through Yao Ming. We's going through Yao Ming. And we only had one year with Jeff Van Gundy, which I think, Jeff, I love you, but you did, you, you did, it was the worst mistake you made by trading us. Um, after one year with you and Yao Ming, it was myself, it was Steve at the one, me yeah, at the two, Jim Jackson team. at the three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have Yao Ming like, come on, yo. I used to bust people ass on live. Yeah, you were like, a great video game too. But we were crazy. So Jeff was like, this, these boys, too crazy. I need something else. Right. right. Yeah, y'all had personality too. Y'all, yeah, big type. Right. We was going in different cities. First of all, you come to our city, it was a car show. Mm. Like, oh, we had every sure. car, period. Our city was lit. After the games, we was doing everything, by right? having fun. You know what I'm saying? We just, I mean, it was just, it was just a beautiful scene. And Jeff was like, nah, nah, I need something <laughs> too else. Much. Was, too much. Yeah, he's like, it's too much. Too much. Hey, too man, much. fast forward, they get James Harden, man. <laughs> fast forward, man. They still like it like Yo, that. Yo, Lefty, Houston, I love man. you, baby. I love you. <laughs> they still like it like that in Houston, man. Yeah. What's the philosophy uh, on why you think the league has gone away from those veterans that we need? What do you think it is? I, I don't know, but, you know, I remember Penny Hardaway was explaining this when he was trying to stay in there as, as a vet. Mm -hmm. This was, I was younger, too. And I, I don't know what it is that, well, actually, you know what? I do know what it is because people like to see fast-paced dunks mm -hmm. moving fast. And when you have veterans, it, the game will slow down, right? Because back in the 90s, guys I don't think was as athletic right. or skilled than they are now. Now yeah. it's off the chain. All y'all mm -hmm. like do everything. Yeah. Back then it wasn't like that. So the score was in the 90s. Right. Now it's 120, 130s, one, you know, and I think maybe psychologically, I don't know, that they're like, all right, we need more younger and younger to keep in and keep flowing, right? Opposed to having, I think they should have, you know, the 14 guys, but then like two vets. A, 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 a guard and a big to be able to stay with inside the team. They ain't got to practice all the time, but stay in the team and make sure guys do X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. You talking about like super vets. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And right. it, could be, it could be a really, it could be. What's a super a, vet? A, yeah, a solid vet. Like, I, mean, I mean, a vet, like, there's vets that are on the team that are literally like, yo, I'm here to guide you. Right. You're the guy, mm -hmm. but I'm mm -hmm. going to guide you. Right. But there's also your vets that's like, I'm the vet, but I play 35 minutes. Right. right, right, right. There's two different vests. Well, There's you have like, like for me, like Jason Kidd when he throwing his towards mm -hmm. his end with they, like New York like and still Dallas, seeking a ring type. Oh, shit. like he still got a mission, yeah. but he was still a good leader. But then you have other guys, right? Like, like you're saying, like they, like KT and Marcus Camby when when I was there, Marcus Camby was not tripping. Like, if it's a war going on and we need a big, he going to be like, man, put me out there mm -hmm. before I could. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Right. But if we win it, he going to be like, hey, man, take me out. I don't feel like playing. Right. Like, right. He like, dog, right. I did my shit. Right. Like, call right. me when you need me. I'm here to stay in shape. Robert Ory. Yeah. Robert Ory. Put me in. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to do the job. But they like, bro, I'm not here to beat my body up in game 56. Udonis Haslam is kind of like that. And in Miami treats him so amazing because that's actually his city. Right? So... It, it, it's where he can help control the locker room. And when it's on the floor, if he got going in, pop somebody, just because the team is acting a little silly, I want to let y'all know this is what we do. This is the tone. Mm -hmm. This is the tone, exactly, their culture. And I think, I, I, I don't, every team has different cultures. Right. So it depends on, like, what's your what's your identity as a team first? We had touched on Scottie Pippen when he brought up the Scottie Pippen thing. And, and you said on uh, Knuckleheads podcast, that that was your mentor. Yes. That was your vet. My vet. 
give me the best Scottie Pippen story and do the voice if you can. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, nah, you ain't got to do the voice. Don't play. Country is <laughs> I'm just saying. But yeah, if you got to. Okay, that's a travel. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. wait. He was talking like that? What? Man, he country. He was so country back then, traveling. I said, what? You mean a travel? You mean a guy traveled? And then that heavy rubble came. Come on, Scotty. He from Arkansas. Yeah, he's from Arkansas. No, but Scotty, my rookie year, man, Scott, I was actually kind of pissed at Scotty. Let me tell you. Oh, man. So it was like that dad, that big brother that like, Yo, come on, I'm gonna come get you every morning, right? So he mm. was like, being in the gym every morning. He's in the gym with me every morning, working out, doing it, teach me how to be a pro. And because him and Charles bumped heads, because Charles wasn't as, Charles was on his back end, right? And Dream was older too. Mm-hmm. So Scotty wanted another ring. Scotty mm-hmm. wanted, like, you know, right. prove I that I can he, do this yeah. too, mm-hmm. right? So he came to Houston thinking, okay, I got Charles Barkley, I got, I got uh, Akeem Olajuwon. And I got these young guys. Let's maybe we can money. do something. Yeah. It didn't work like that. <laughs> Charles wasn't in shape. Dream was older. You know, he's reading his Quran and practicing <laughs> Hebrew or that's what, whatever that's what it is. That, he was, that he was doing that. all that. And it was like he was just disconnected. Yeah. They were disconnected. And Sky was like, God damn. Like, and then he looked at Portland and you have Rasheed Wallace and you had Jermaine O'Neal and you had, oh, that team. you know what I mean? You had Brian Grant. You had all these horses over there. And he's like, man, we got these mules over here. This is crazy. Like, I can't deal with this. And they didn't take it as serious. Mm. So Scotty just up and left and went to Portland. And for me, I'm like, damn. Like, not saying you had to talk to me, but like, I, like I'm attached to you. Like, you, right. he was my, I used to carry his card in my wallet before I got to the league. That's how I manifested that. Eddie Jones and Scottie Pippen, I wanted to be like, I wanted to do everything on the court. I wanted to play D, I wanted to shoot, I wanted to do this, I wanted, I wanted to do everything they could do. And then when he came there, God sent him to me. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Then he leaves. <laughs> so for me, I'm like, I only got one year of that excellence. Well, Mike will come in town and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? And he taught me how to be a pro. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember. <laughs> That's got to be fucked up when you're really in. Bro, he's like, the one who got me to start. And it seemed like you was just like eager to soak all of I it up. I wanted everything, yeah. bro. Like that's Give really me two or three up. years of Scotty, I'm telling you I'm Hall of Fame, no mm-hmm. problem. I mean, he was just that guy. He was always pushing for me to get in the game, get in the game again. And um, <laughs> second game, I didn't play the first game. It mm-hmm. was at the Forum, mm-hmm. okay? It's all Hollywood there. Everybody there is crazy. We playing the Lakers. And um, Kobe, Kobe's already who he is, and then Shaq's already who he is, of course, right? So uh, their team was loaded. I don't know if they had Dennis Rodman. They had I don't know who they had. So oh, this many. is right after. Uh, yeah, they the had Bulls some. Bro, they had up. so many. Mm-hmm. They had Ron so many. Harper, I think. Was yeah, on there. bro, they had so yeah. much. It was crazy. So I don't play that game. I'm mm-hmm. just sitting on the side, like a fan, just watching everybody watching. I'm like, oh my, this is crazy. I'm like in the league, right? Like and on another mm-hmm. level. Fast forward, don't play that game, and I'm okay with that. Like at that time, I was okay with it. Second game comes, Golden State. So I'm thinking, damn, you second round, like, they got all these cats in front of you, like, just work out and do hard, and that's it. Scotty was like, yo, you ready? It's before the game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, shit, I guess. Like, I, <laughs> right. I guess, I, I guess I'm ready. Right. You know what I'm saying? To myself, right. like, yeah. They got me here, ain't them? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, listen, we play the game, and uh, we're playing Golden State, and um, it, 
couple of guys got in foul trouble, the guards. Mm-hmm. So I, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I didn't think I was getting in the game. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think I was getting in the game. That <laughs> changed my mindset after that game. What happened was, when they got in foul trouble, Scotty was like, put Cat, Cat mm-hmm. in. So I come in the game, 94 feet, boom, boom, boom. Fourth quarter, I'm in the game in the fourth quarter now. Charles Barkley get the ball on the post on the left side. I'm at the top of the key. Charles turns, bang, double team come. I get it. Bang, game winner, three-pointer. Charles, everybody picked me up, uh, the whole thing. Scotty, you don't remember this as much. So I told you, always be ready. And from that point on, I, I didn't accept like just being on the bench. I wanted more, right? So, and then <laughs> Charles was like, they was like, Charles, did you know you passed to the rookie? He said, if I knew I was passing that dummy, I would have just shot the ball myself. <laughs> That's what Charles said. When Charles was always like that, because he was my vet too. He loved me, right? And I loved him. I still love him to this day. But it, it and I say that to say, like, I accepted what it was at that time until the moment hit. And I was like, oh, shit, this is what you work for all the time. Wake up out your dream and start to do now. And that's what it was for me. Like, I was literally, I would have been, if he didn't push me, I'd have been like, oh, damn, this is just cool. And then I probably wouldn't have played. Mm-hmm. They had three guys that was in front of me that was in the first round, plus veteran point guards mm-hmm. and two guards. And it just so happened that a couple of guys got in foul trouble, and then Scotty was the one who was already pushing and, you know, for me to play, that that happened. So I, between Rudy Tomjanovich and Scotty Pippen, I owe my career too because they believed in me to like just go, man. And like, don't just accept. Go Being take it. There, yeah. Like yeah. literally go take it. So yeah. that's for me and Scotty. Like I love Scotty, man. Or I love Scotty. Scotty P, man. Pip, baby. Hey man, I want to move on to the dad's point of view, man. Yes, to the dad's, dad's point of view podcast is a big theme on this show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell us about your family, uh, your path as a father. Yeah, man. So I'm a single dad. Single dad. Um, Give know. it up for the single dads yes, out there, yes, man. Yes, How about that? Uh, and I went through a, a, a tough battle. Uh, I think with my first son's mother, we were younger. Mm. Uh, and both immature in certain ways. Uh, and it was me doing the bi-coastal thing. Um, every two weeks of each month, I would go there doing school for him and then come back here. And then in the summertime, I would have him and my godsons uh, staying with me wherever I was at, whether it's Houston or L.A. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, on my second run, well, um, I have two children by my, uh, um, my 12-year-old, my 8-year-old is by the same mother now. So I have three total. Uh, but, you know, it was it was hell for me um, in, in that fight and the struggle and coming from different cultures. Uh, one and two is uh, being who I am, and then understanding. I was wearing t-shirts that says um, "Heal Childhood Trauma," right? Mm-hmm. And I think all of us have our different ways. Whether you have two parents in the household or not, we have these different ideologies of how a parent should be when you're a kid, opposed to how a parent is when you're older, right? And you being a parent. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of us, you know, don't have fathers or don't have mothers and women who don't have fathers or, or boys who don't have fathers and mothers. You know, it's the struggle in relationships mm-hmm. you don't see until you're actually in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And for me, um, uh, the judge rewarding the custody to stay and the kids stay with me and things like that. That just happened last year. 
but it was a very terrifying thing for me that I was going through for five or six years. So I was under, you know, uh, I was under duress. I was sad. I was crying. I was, what are they going to do? I'm a black man in court. Like they say, uh, it could be anything, any and everything. Like you're going to lose your kids. Yeah, man. And I, you know, they're my wife. I'm, I'm codependent. They're my life. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't, I don't mind being codependent for my children. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, I think the inspiration of dad's point of view came from the struggle, right? The, this beauty in the struggle, right? So it, it taught me, and I, you know, I actually have to reward the kid's mother. And some people like, why are you doing that? It's like, I have tough. to because she helped me grow as a person. And I knew, uh, I think my purpose is sending the message out to all types of people, whether I do motivational speaking or life coaching or whatever it is that I'm doing now. I think dad's point of view is helping other People, I don't want to just ex- exclude women, but just helping other people, mostly men, of course, mm-hmm. um, tell their narrative. And it's like, you know, a lot of dads don't really, they don't have a platform. And that's why I love your platform, you know, you guys' platform, because to be able to express yourself, right? And just say that, like, you know, one of my guys, Jason Wilson, has a book called Cry Like a Man. And in his book, he speaks about, like, mental incarceration, mm-hmm. right? So us as black men, it's like, don't cry and don't do this. And there's you got to be tough. And it's, uh, it's like... I've been through that, and that's exhausting. It's very exhausting. You know what I'm saying? It's very so, exhausting. Like, I just want to, like, sit and, like, my daughter help, you know, the cuddling and, the, you know what I'm saying, taking my face and kissing it and just hugging me. It's and, a shame because I appreciate that mm-hmm. so much more yeah. now. Yeah. And I kind of feel really, really bad because it's like, man, all the time before I was just like, <laughs> no, nah, like, that ain't, you know, like, I can't, you, yeah, know, like yeah. I, you know, I don't want to do it or right. I'm not in the mood. And it's just like, no, like, you kind of like, I have to look at myself and be like, man, you wasted a lot of time. Yeah, but actually. Like, just being. But you know, it, it comes when it's supposed to overdoing come. the man shit. Not overdoing <laughs> it, but it's just like not being conscious in the moment it's and knowing dad, what you're it's getting. It's our damn daddy, man. The man yeah. cried once every yeah. ten years and shit. Yeah. But but it's I, I that I don't know. It was something. I I think it's like a. I don't even know if it's a trauma. It's like you said, me. it's a, it's a blanket. No, it's, it's a not trauma. Even a trauma. Though. Yeah. I don't think it's a trauma of me to 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 feel like I don't want to like tap into my emotions i think it's my whole life has been wanting to be a dad like mm-hmm. i always wanted to sit at the table with my dad and his like mm-hmm. his guys mm-hmm. like and feel like yeah i got my wife over here mm-hmm. i could sit with the guys we could pop the shit mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. we gonna compare cars we gonna yeah, we gonna have yeah. a pissing contest yes. if we want to yeah, yeah. but i'm like i i want to be able to sit down and niggas look at me and see me like i'm like i could tell right now i'm a little ass kid so it's like my whole like don't cry when you bleeding and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like we don't need to be all mushy. I don't want to do that. Like it was all like in DNA, like this is what dads do. Right. Like it was right. like this is about being a man. Like I'm supposed to be able to fix the flat. Anybody supposed to pat me on the back for <laughs> right. that? Right. Supposed to just fix the flat. Right. Right. But yeah. you gotta think of how, you know what I'm saying? how like, no, nah, I ain't supposed to carry the suitcases up and y'all be like, thank you for carrying the suitcases. <laughs> right. Just walk off. But yeah. the reason is but that's <laughs> the reason it's trauma. Cause it's like you gotta think how our parents came up. Our father didn't have his father in, our, in yeah, his so life. Right. So it's like he kind of, but he had to do it at a really young age. So he knows how to just put his head down, block everything out. Right. It's like, you know, you got to do this or y'all don't eat. Right. Like he got to, he's the man of the house. At a, I think he was like nine. Or yeah. He had no one else to express his feelings to. Exactly. So Not just to suppress that. them. Not just that, but he, that's how that side of our family kind of is. All like it's almost right, but, built but, but my point is, but it gets deeper. From that. Yeah. It came from that. You suppress. Right, so when you're suppressing, it's like anything. Say you're playing ball, right? You play football, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In basketball, whatever it is, I play football, basketball, box. 
it's like if you can't communicate to your coach or the team, right? Like you, they took away the mid range. He's like, I don't know what else to do now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to do this. That's it's like you, it becomes uncomfortable, and then you become numb. So a lot of what you feel of, or a lot of what a lot of men feel, just in general, I don't care if you're black or not. Like a lot of these men, like that's a lot. My Asian friends, his white friends, mm-hmm. they go through it, and, and you know, and and and. And where it's like this, there's this numbness of like, this is this feeling is normal. No, it's not normal, man. Right. We got to break that as 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 men. We have to break it, you know. Like, and, and and another thing for me, from dad's point of view, is I want to be able to give that knowledge to a lot of like other guys out there because the you go to the pediatrician, the dentist, the school, the teachers, everything, they don't really know you. Mm-hmm. Even if you go with the mother to the pediatrician or this, they're talking and looking at the mother. They may glance at you, but like we boo-boo the fool. We just writing the checks. No, 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 hold time out. I'm right, a single I'm dad. Talk to me. Look at me. Yeah. I, Especially I, if I'm paying. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the I'm at school every day. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm the principal sure, know me, receipts. the vice principal know me, the teachers know me. You know, I'm peeking Real on my son like, you know, you know, I'm like, you up, man. You know, I'm like, Real you know, talk. You know, I'm like, it's like that, but again. I got that from my dads. Mm-hmm. So I was blessed to have four, four uh, parents, two dads. So, and both of all of them communicated. I did, they weren't bickering. They weren't nuts. They both had loving sides of the family. We, I was all good. But again, everybody's not like me. But what everybody can do is take from is like the consistency and the love and like we all struggle, mm-hmm. right? There's beauty in it. And that's what dad's point of view is. I want people, I want guys like yourself to come on and just like, Let's talk about like that. Let's talk about like who inspired you. Let's talk about all these different things. Because for me, I just want us as, you know, we are our own species, right? This is the male and it's the female, Real right? <laughs> and like we be bumping heads and like my daughter taught me as much as our moms love us or our wives or our girlfriends, but it's nothing when it comes to that little girl who's looking at you like, wow. That's my dad. Like that to me, yeah, my sons, but like my daughter says that. I'm like, Phew. she she's the one who hurts my feelings. So with that, I'm gonna go, Mike, I'm like, damn. Okay. Right. Well, what I'm gonna do? Okay. What I feel like doing Real today. Tough. Right? Like, like that's I am okay being codependent, right? I'm okay like right. being a, a you know, s- s- act of service is like I I live for. Right, like that's just my 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 thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and I I enjoy that. So then, my true purpose is like making sure that they become amazing beings to this world that's kind of ugly, right? But at the end of the day, right? No, it's our job to make enough beautiful people to help make it beautiful. There you again. go. Right, and then you know, and I think that's what Dad's point of view is like. Let's understand the man mm-hmm. more. Yeah. So we won't be, you know. We are. I, you're right, though. We do very much so only put energy into understanding women. Yeah, I'm telling you. All day long. <laughs> all day long. Which it's is, not really It's that, a beautiful thing, though. Listen, it's not, y'all it, about the coolest creature on the motherfucker. <laughs> <earth. laughs> it's not, not that, that we better don't, than but a woman. it's just what you were talking about. It's because we are so used to and it's so subconscious. Because like, no matter what goes on during the day, bro, we still got to go get the money. Yeah. That's but not, not even just that, though. It's like any other responsibility. Like he said, like he's an involved parent, so it's like, I'm sure you got to be punctual. Like yeah, you got to pick man. up kids. You got to drop kids Oh, no, kids that's what I'm off. saying. That's all the stuff your wife oh, no, and everybody. I'm just that's saying. That's what they put on you. 
but as it, you go to get it, the money, stuff like that can't really be properly compartmentalized right. unless you know you got something like this an right. outlet to where you could just say, you know what, I'm fucking, you know, I'm not showing it, but I'm fucking tired. Unless you're conscious enough, right? So I seen this one means where this dad, he was literally in the kitchen and he was doing dishes and he was starting to prep the food for dinner, mm -hmm. yeah. and he had his baby girl mm, on the wrap, like wrapped yeah, 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 yeah. right? And I thought that was cool because that's me. Right? Like, I'm in the kitchen with my daughter and my son. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to do that, but I did that in a different way where there was no wife at the house. I literally had to do it myself. Do you know what I'm saying? Then when they over there, they do with their mother, and I get peace to myself. But then I got to I gotta prepare for when they come back. So I'm actually, I'm not even a dad or a mom. I'm a parent. You know what I'm saying? Just like she is. But also understand, if I got a shirt on that says Black Fathers Matter or, you know, I'm a proud black father, it's like, it's nothing to do with no other father. That's just what I am. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's you. Like, I love my up? children. And I listen, I, I always tell people this all the time. I'm a friend of you, even if you're not a friend of me. So if your children come around me, I'm going to treat them like I, I love them. I want you to treat mine. I want you to treat mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm that's just my whole way. thing with dad's point of view. I, I love it. I love that's that. I, we love that you do that anyway. We got to have a uh, have come on there because we got yeah. please. Dad, yeah. I got a million dad stories. Yeah, yeah let's do it. But keeping it, keeping the focus on the uh, on your podcast, uh -huh. what, what are some of the biggest lessons you learned from just, you know, being on the podcast and talking about, you know, these different issues? Well, I, I think I, and it just matured uh, for me. Uh, it was always, I was always seeking this type of knowledge of like self-worth of, uh, of, of like why, you know, like I was explaining to you earlier. But I think uh, the biggest thing I want people to get out of it and, and what I've learned is it's a very hard thing being from Chicago and being from Philly. Like we got pride, like, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, man, fuck that, fuck her and fuck mm -hmm. her. I think forgiveness, right? Um, because as much as that person has done something to you, mm -hmm. you still chose to put them in your world, regardless of whatever they wore or said, or you weren't, if, if anything, you weren't in the right place, or you were actually in the right place to start to learn about how to better yourself. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right? Because I can't keep blaming the kid's mom for how she is or who she is. I chose to be in that world. So where was I at at that time that I picked that individual? Because um, I'm a double major. I'm educated. I'm pro. I'm millions of dollars. Like, you, you put together. So you actually not mentally because you did this and then now you're going to blame that person for something that you chose to do because mm -hmm. you can easily not do it. It could be cocaine on there. I don't do coke, so I'm not going to touch it. But you did that. But now you're blaming that person for the situation. So I think, I think a lot of what I've learned is also throughout the research and then listen to different dad's stories is that one is we all have those same issues, right? <laughs> Real talk. I, I was just gonna say that earlier. Yeah, you preach it, it to don't the choir. Be, it don't be until I get on the phone with him. Yeah. Like my wife will drive me up a wall, curse like a sailor, yeah. wanting her way or the highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it be like after they throw this in there, like, and I sat down and had them kids for you. It be like, you know what? Rightfully so. You can have that. You can have that. <laughs> but it don't be until I talk to him, and he be like, like not knowing that I'm finna say nothing mm -hmm. about my wife tweaking me out. Uh -huh. He'll start with, man, my girl, ooh, ooh, and she done did this. And it'd be like, our stories just lined up yeah. perfectly together yeah. to where I'm like, 
Oh, I'm cool, bro. Yeah, Everybody yeah. going to it. Yes, yeah. We be in the locker room. Everybody be going. They be like, oh, we all in trouble. Yeah, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I thought, oh, man, I trouble. thought my life was <laughs> over. <laughs> I thought it was over, nigga. No. You telling me you got up last night, too? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, my wife threw a ring. She threw a ring at me, too. Oh, okay, we all but got But you dope. see how the energy is, right? I think we should, as, as, as men, especially as black men, I think we need to learn how to and it would help with this podcast, my podcast, help be able to shift that. Because think about this. You've been on teams where they, they were they were losing. Yeah. And then you've been on winning teams. Mm -hmm. Those winning teams, the energy is just there. Those losing teams, the energy is just there. So us as fathers, I think if we come together and be able to support that movement, we can learn how to understand not only that different species, but they're like, hey, listen, this is how we're going to get through this. Hey, mm -hmm. and it's okay. It's just a season. Like you just said, I call my brother and, oh, damn, you too? Oh, whew, I feel better. Yeah. It's not just me. And I think that's where we are. We're very isolated. And that's the ego in us. It's like, damn, man, why just me? No, it's not just you. It's yeah. This yeah. court system and all this shit that's going on, it's billions of dollars. It's not just you. It's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if we switch our mentals earlier and be able to talk it through more, I think it helps shift the energy in the universe mm -hmm. for a lot of guys. And let's put down the excuse of, you know, when I, I ain't going to say it's an excuse because sometimes it's, it's just a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. But once you recognize, okay, I don't have a father figure. Mm -hmm. or I don't have that. I remember my dad doing it for all my friends. Like, they didn't ask him to be like, hey, man, pick your pants up and do X, Y, and Z while y'all in the building. Like, they ain't asked for that shit. He, he would giving drop that off, shit out. pick up, yeah. too. Yep, yeah. and they take that family van, and he, where y'all need to go? Mm -hmm. What Y'all not walking. Mm -hmm. After y'all just had a three-hour practice, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, get in. That, that was my pop. That yep. was my dad. You Both know what I'm saying? Them. But it's like, it takes those, I'm saying my friends that didn't have their dad, mm -hmm. it took them really accepting him mm -hmm. have some authority. Right. They like, if Iman listened to dude, Ari listen to dude. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cool. Like, when we come around, we going to have to give Mr. Shumpert that respect. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I feel like there's that moment a lot of times that, you know, every kid is going to bring eight kids to their to they crib and right. their parents going to be like, my come, boy on, do it now. come on, yeah, man. Come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's teenager. like, that's a big moment for, like, you never, just for all the dads out there, you never know who some of them kids are. Some of them kids ain't never been allowed into a house. But but stop right there. I want you to continue. That's a testament to your father. Oh, for because sure. Because when you can say, you know what, I'm bringing, and he's going to, oh, you feel, as much as he get on your nerves, you feel comfortable like, yo, my dad, he gonna you know what I'm saying? He look up my homies. Rasheed Wallace, all them, my pop cook for them, man. Yep. My high school, they do dad. all that stuff. That's you know dad. what I'm saying? Like, he like, this way y'all stay out of trouble. Alvin oh, Williams' yeah. father was the same way with all of us. Yeah, you need that. Do you know what that. I'm saying? You like, it was that. just, it was something we need and to stick together. And they pulled us, they try to pull us apart. You know, whatever it is, the system mm -hmm. that's out there. But if we, because we have names, if we can be able to keep that, you know what I'm saying? Your daughter come, my daughter, I got, listen, Together. you can forget it. I got them. I got them. We not, I'm not, you don't have to, right, don't work. Yeah, there ain't no need no money. I got this, fam. Come on. And it's you know what I'm saying? I'm going to teach them side. as much as I can. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that is where you need to stay tight-knit with mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? I think that's what I love about this and expressing yourself in the dad's point of view. Real talk. Perfect. Perfect. Real talk. We like to ask all of our guests yep. this question, man. Go on here, or you can rock out. What are you working on improving right now? 
I think, about yourself. About myself, I think that's a that's an everyday uh, diet <laughs> that uh, just. Uh, I'm, I, th I think I'm okay at this. Uh, actually, I'm really good at this. Is is listening, mm. um, and and learning. Uh, but I think improving, having an eight year old daughter, I'm, I am nervous, <laughs> right? Because it's going to be a time where she's going to really hurt my feelings because she's going to get older mm. and a teenager and she's going to so start separating. So, yeah. so I have to. I think. I think for me, I, I think what I'm <clears throat> trying to really understand is when that day comes, how should I react? Right. And I think, I, I, again, you, you, you don't know it until it happens, but I'm preparing myself consciously and subconsciously to be able to understand the evolution of the woman. Mm -hmm. Right. Because she's going to become a woman. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And and hopefully the strong, independent one that you want to be. And when they're independent and strong, you know, everybody's like, oh, they're always going to love the dad. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But like, that's my little baby right now. So I have to get to that point. It's like a, it's like being a pro, and you know your time's about to be up. So what do I do now? Got to get your ducks right. in a row. Yeah. Who do I Shit defend? Who yeah. do I take care of? Yeah. Where do I carry up the stairs? Right, right. So who's gonna need to fall over? Yeah. fall asleep on my but, chest. But I'm gonna be sick. Yeah, with my I mean crazy, with bro. Crazy. You got two. Yeah. Oh, so so sick. for me, I think um, it's I think my purpose. Well, I know my purpose is teaching, mm -hmm. right? Motivating and helping other cats out there as far as life and coaching um understanding what that really means to mm -hmm. help them because the same way i can coach you is different than when i'm coaching you so i have to be able to understand it so much that when i explain it it's like you're four mm -hmm. right because then that's the best teacher right where the student really gets it um yeah. and i think life and all the different mentors i had through my life helped me get to this point so it's like, you know, uh, I'm learning now from an eight-year-old little girl and a 12-year-old boy and a 22-year-old. You know, I'm, I'm learning from that now. So it's mm. kind of reversed on the patience and the, mm -hmm. this and the involvement and the evolution. And the, uh, it's like <laughs> and the life we live in yeah, now. It's like yeah, it's, it's totally crazy. different. Cell phones, internet, all it's that. so crazy. Yeah, I did not know that was going to take a huge, uh, you know, chunk of what I was to it's do so as crazy. a parent. Like yeah. just cell phones, internet, YouTube, and all that. It's like so it's crazy. crazy. Well, it's your, it's your question. What's your, what you improving? I'm really trying to just like recognize an actual fault. And what I mean by saying that is like not beating myself up over every little thing that I think is wrong. I think you already said it. I think you already are doing it now because you're speaking it. Since the very mm. beginning of this mm -hmm. conversation, he's very aware of that flaw. So in speaking it, so it becomes. Mm. And for him, in speaking that, like mm. you're on your yeah. way to like, as soon as really you start is. saying something, you can be like, God damn it. Mm. Out. <laughs> you're right. It's like you right. turn the ball over. Damn, man. Get mm -hmm. back. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, I think that's what it is for you. So congrats on that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. But it, it's a, it's really like a that game of patience, like that I have to play with myself and talk to myself and like reel myself back in. Yeah, just not to get so overwhelmed with shit. So my wife is like a real celebrity. <laughs> I always say this. Like she's a real celebrity. Right. And when I say real celebrity, I mean like, the value of her on paper yeah. is the same. When you see her, you're still gonna be tickled to death. Right. Like, I feel like she's a real celeb. She gives off an aura to her that you feel like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like this is an irregular day. Yeah. Like I feel like she gives that off. I've been in my head, I don't feel like when I'm walking around, 
you should be reacting to me like that. I don't feel like that at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And the Dancing with the Stars thing happened, and all my friends was Congrats like, Congrats on that, too. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I watched that. I watched that. <laughs> all my homies was basically like, gee, you got to cut that out. They like, just stop, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you acting weird. Now you had a mean face on. That little girl wanted to come up to you. Like, I'm like, bro, why? That's what I was getting to. Yeah. Like, gee, why the fuck do I feel anxiety? <laughs> Knowing good and well we're going to a city. Like, we're going to New York. I used to play in New York. Why am I getting anxiety? Like, I'm like, why? Like, they're going to say what's up, and it's cool. Like, Mm -hmm. we had a great time for four years. Like, it's cool. Like, But I'll just be having this anxiety of, like, I want to be, I wish I could just shrink myself to Mm 5'8 and just walk around and not be bothered for a day. So I'm just trying to get there because I'm, like, walking around with my daughter. My daughter's like, yeah, he'll take a picture. Like, (laughs) you know how that goes. She offering me up. Like, yeah. You like, need him to sign something? Like, yeah. She like that with it. Like, Dad, shut up. Like, dude, yeah. take the picture, dude. And I'm, as I'm doing it, I'm starting to see, like, even Rue. Rue hop in the picture now. My little, my youngest yeah, one. She'll yeah. just be taking pictures. So I'm like, damn, it's cool. So I'm, like, getting to this point now where I'm like, bro, okay, T's famous. Like, you yeah. know, the family's famous and people fuck with us, dog. Yeah. Like, they actually looking out for us. They yeah. probably will watch our back while we taking the pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't nobody trying to steal your suitcase while I was right here. Right. Like, but I used to be that dad that's like, no, 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 y'all don't touch my daughter. It's like, right. you know, her hair ain't done. And ooh, ooh, ooh. But I'm just getting to this point where I'm like, bro, where's all the anxiety coming from, dog? Like, these the same people that support mm-hmm. you. Like, mm-hmm. Tiana pro- broke that down to me a long time ago. Like, you'll try and duck a picture but she'll accept your check on the first. Mm-hmm. She like, these the same fans that... She's huge on that. Right. Huge on it. Every dollar is accounted for in her mind mm-hmm. with the time she spends with her fans. Right. So it's like, she already was helping me with that. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not a dickhead. Like, I'll no, take no, pictures with people. But I get, I get that anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to give you something. Because at, at my point in time, I was a star, right? I mean, I'll go... Me yeah. and Steve and y'all, I, mean, I was... Every anywhere, mm-hmm. be be very careful of how you talk to yourself inside your head, because the universe will give you what, what you, you talk to yourself about. This is fucking me up. Like these core values or whatever it is that you say you had, mm-hmm. write those down and then say, you know what? All right, I'm gonna do one uncomfortable thing a day, right? Whether it's like a stranger and saying what's up, how you guys doing, mm-hmm. or like just in general, because see. If people don't see, if I got a hoodie on and I'm like being, you know, conspicuous and they got the glasses and everything like that, people are trying to find out who you are. Now, if you are every day, hey, grocery store, and uh, guess what? It's they like cheers. It, they, yeah, they cool. Said, it's like cheers. Oh, that's yeah. Iman. That's like, hard. oh, we good, baby. Hall He's cool. Yep, when we that's what Hall I do. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in the grocery store. I'm at this place. I'm at that and they're like, yo, that's cat. And then they'll start to learn how to respect you because you respect your boundaries. And honestly, you hit that on the head. Since we started this podcast, mm-hmm. fans, I think, understand that. Because I think we've sprinkled on it before. Mm-hmm. I think we're just more in depth right now on it. But fans have completely flipped how they speak to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I usually have the, I'm sitting out and people be like, Yo, shop or like yeah, the yeah, yeah. Like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, and now yeah, yeah. my eyes are really like get up, close, shump. Yeah, my dog, good. Yes, yes. And it'd be like, bro, I love that. Yes, like, I'm super cool with that. Or yes. they'd be like, shump. Quick picture with my daughter. Yeah, quick picture. Yeah, but yeah. They, it's like the yeah. awkwardness is yes, gone. Like yes. every show, I like to tap in with the fans on social media to answer some of their burning questions. All right, what we got today? 
right. This listener question comes in from IG. It's at stduffy8. They want to know what advice would you give a young father of two? To the young father of two, don't feel like at any moment you have to be perfect. There's a lot of times that I'm faced with, especially having two girls, where I'm like, I got to share it the right way. I got to do everything the right way. I think you realize with trial and error that all the ways are going to be wrong. Technically, like they're going to get into it. The kids are going to bump heads. They're going to argue. Somebody's going to get hurt. Like you can't overdo it. You kind of got to let them be and let things come and understand that there is no book. It's like yeah. we were talking about earlier. You can. Ain't no recipe our, to this Exactly. Shit. Mm-hmm. Our parents were different than how me and T are now. Mm-hmm. Like it's up for grabs as far as the layout. You don't have to follow a guidelines book. As long as you always feel like you're doing 100% the right thing in your heart to better your kids, then that's the right decision. What advice uh, do you have to give a father of two? I mean, mine is more simplified. Is I think to not complicate it because he is young. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has two children. I don't know if it's boy, girl, 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 boy, boy. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't know the circumstances, but I think in being a father, first you have to ask yourself, what does that mean? Right. And then whatever it is that you come up with and whatever inspirations or mentors that you have, I would say, be it. Don't try to become it. What do you mean? Hey, man, I ain't going to lie to Whoa, 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 Hey, man. Elaborate on that. I like what you got going on, cat. I see what you got going on, my brother. Elaborate hey, on Hey, man, you so done this silly. before. So hey, my silly. man done, that's done Philly. this You know, that's before. Philly. That's I Philly. hear it. That's Philly. My dog Quiet done class. this before. Go ahead and get to him. Yeah, elaborate on that. You... Well, I, I think what I mean by being it, um, and, and trying to become something, it's like it's it's superficial. It's not real. It's not like... um. It's a process. Yeah, it's, it's not even... No, it's not the process. Doubt, it's just a saying. doubt in there, right? It's mm. like, a, a well, he's this and this. It's like you're getting so much. And like, just my first thing was, First of all, you got to identify what do you want to be. And once you identify what you want to be, just be it, right? Trying to become something, it, Means there's, there's a lot of different, else. yeah, like it's just too much other things that's going on, okay. right? Like okay. you want to be a flower, be the flower. You don't be the, the tree, you the like flower. Be just telling. be it, right? It's like so. what I be telling you, are. <laughs> <laughs> he was just enlightened and then he just yeah. tried to take credit yeah, for what yeah. you told us. It's all good. Us. Like, you told it's both of us. Remember, it's a togetherness. You got to try it, to tell it's like it's it's all No, good. don't support it. Okay, I'm sorry. My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I try don't and help it. my big brother as yeah. much as I can, man. Before we let my dog go, oh, man, yeah. is there anything you want to promote? My main focus right now is uh, dad's point of view and the mentorship of other men and other young men and older men or whatever it is because I get a lot of, you know, questions on how to deal with like life itself um and how to unpack those things and i think that's my that's my focus and from that i think everything else will grow just like you right playing basketball and then from basketball there was dancing with the stars and there was businesses and then there was this yeah. and this podcast it's like i think that's it, it, it will it will go it will get to where it needs to get to when it gets there but you have to start from somewhere right so yeah. i think for me my main focus is being a father, being the best version of myself in that point of view. I love that you said you gonna um that you said you wanna talk to men mm-hmm. and young men. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we get hung up on this thing like you gotta like go help a disadvantaged community mm-hmm. or 
a, a young group of kids or a troubled group of kids or like to make a difference. Yeah, to make a difference. Like we're I, I don't know where that got programmed in a lot of athletes. I think that's just they naturally want to push us to those areas to help those kids. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it's important to have somebody that's like, no, 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 this isn't a, oh, we're we're coming because we feel like y'all just fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, y'all ain't fucked up nothing. This is what everybody needs, mm-hmm. whether you a healthy man, a troubled man, right. if you in a hurt place today, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could just be crying today, mm-hmm. but today's the day you can call in or uh, you got a shoulder to lean or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah, to talk to men and be able to go through a podcast and see somebody have a quote, somebody that you feel like ain't no bitch. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, he got a quote where he said, yeah, I need, I had to learn to cry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, right. it could help somebody in right. that moment. So I'm just glad that you said men as opposed yes. to young boys. Yeah, like, exactly. Because I promise you, I, I used to think, in my first couple of years being in the league, it's like, yeah, we need to go talk to these kids and we need to woo-woo. Like, oh, that's where you mess up at, right? One is I think also, too, is before you wrap it up, I think also, too, is for us, I think we need to go and start to listen to the younger men and the older men and whoever mm-hmm. it is, listen to them. And then from there, that's when we can be able to help guide that. Mm-hmm. But talking to the younger kids, it, it's just like... It really it's causes in and out. the gap. It's it in and out. the gap. Right. So you want to be able to talk to... What are their influence and be around their influence, right? So it's that that's the older gentleman or the whoever it is that's around them. And now when I'm talking to them, they're like, damn, I need to get my shit together so I can be able to go back and talk to my. Oh, and then, because now they're mm-hmm. around them more consistently than we will be. Exactly. We're only in there shaking hands and taking pictures, and then we got to go back to our children. But if we're talking to their fathers and their uncles and their the cast that's around their way, what at least we do is spark a little bit of curiosity and some interest. And to like, let me let me let me pull this together. I see bit. that as training. Like mm-hmm. when I see older men do, and as a kid, and as like even as like an adolescent, that's how it was. It was one ear. Like sometimes it'll have an impact, mm-hmm. but it'll just be for now or for the present mm-hmm. moment, and right. then it'll wear off later because yes. I got something else. But now it's like I really take that in, especially like when you get older people and people who talk about like relationships and. It, actually appreciating relationships and right. not just having them. Exactly. That's where it's like, it kind of, you know, it makes an imprint on me now. Yeah. And I'm, again, I feel like I wasted a lot of time before. <laughs> you ain't wasting like no time. Head in, but I'm just saying, it's yeah. like, I wasn't pervy to all of this. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I feel oh, like don't my worry about it, nigga. If the over. podcast go number one, you can buy a watch for all the time you wasted. <laughs> hey, man, I want to thank y'all for listening to Iman Amongst Men, right. man. Thank you for coming on, my dog, yes, Catman. Can yes, I get some man. applause for yes, my yes, dog sir. coming on the show, man? You know what I'm saying? Dropping juice for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah! (laughs) Make sure y'all go watch Dad's Point of View. It was so great to chop it up with my boy, Katino Mobley. Before we wrap up the show, we'd like to share our biggest takeaways from our conversation. Ari, what was your biggest takeaway? Um, It was a great conversation. I took away uh, just the fact that Patino talked a lot about being present in the moment and identifying your flaws yep. and knowing that it's okay to recognize those flaws and having, uh, you know, the, the wherewithal to ask yourself why these flaws are becoming present and why they're making you feel the way that you're feeling in the present moment. So that's what I took away. What was yours? My biggest takeaway today was Katino just being able to communicate to me that not to lean into 
the social anxiety that I take on, uh, just feeling that I want to go back to those days where I could just do anything without judgment and without pressure mm -hmm. or speculation on what I have going on. Wanting to go back to that when I get ready to feel that social anxiety of, oh, no, they know who I am and I can't move lackadaisical, mm -hmm. so to speak, understanding that the challenge is now saying why. Why am I getting anxiety about that? Why do I still want to live in a way that can't be transparent for everybody? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I getting the anxiety? I think that's uh, not only a, a wake-up call, but more like a challenge of figure out a way to live that's so acceptable there is no anxiety. Or that you can just be, you know, okay with it. Like, you, you at peace with it. You know you're doing all you can do. Real talk. So, yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. As always, thanks for rocking with us on Iman Amongst Men, powered by Shea Moisture Men. I am your host, Iman Shumpert. And I'm Ari Shumpert. Make sure you go rate, comment, subscribe, wherever you listen to your podcast. And to watch full video episodes, head over to Uninterrupted's YouTube channel every Monday after the show drops. Click and subscribe. Until next time, we are out.